Hello, happy Friday. Good evening. Um, we start this episode with something of an apology. Um, those who like to listen back to our our episodes uh, via all your podcast apps, uh, I wasn't feeling 100% earlier in the week after we uh, streamed on Monday, and I never actually got around to uploading it. So I do apologise, but usual service is resumed. It's Friday night. It's full to shin. And we have a wonderful panel ready to discuss everything from Tuesday to tomorrow and stuff in between. But before all that, let's bring on the credits. Take my hand. Take my whole life too. But I can't help falling in love. And let's start by introducing the panel. And it would not be Friday night without saying hello to young Joe. How are you, pal? Yeah, I'm not too bad. A bit like you, been feeling a bit rough the last few days, but uh, hopefully uh, cheer myself up tonight, hopefully. Oh, well, with the panel we've got in store tonight, you will certainly be cheered up. Uh, that's because, as something of a rarity, we were just discussing off air, what's more rare, him appearing on Friday nights, or him appearing alongside you. Let's say hello to Wazza. Oh, hello, mate. How are you, as soon as, I heard you, as soon as I heard Joe was on, I had to make sure that I was there for tonight. You know what I mean? Definitely had to make sure something was going to happen. I hope we're good all good, lad. and I'm looking forward to a good Friday night show. No, absolutely. Friday nights are always good shows. And uh, last but not least, for now at least, let me say bonjour and hola to young Nicholas. How are you, sir? Yeah, I'm really good, Fifey. Always happy to do a podcast after winning the previous few days, so uh, it's all positive. Yeah, and you uh, certainly provided some extra content with your four-minute <laughs> sort of four minute little debrief as well, which was always much appreciated. Yeah, give it a try, see what it looks like. Um, so let's, uh, let's get straight into uh, matters then, and it is straight back to winning ways. Um, midweek win straight after the defeat at the weekend, Joe, was massive, wasn't it? 
Oh, yeah, very important. And I think it shows the character that this team's got. Um, you know, we didn't play we didn't play great against Northampton, but I thought we, we played really well the other night. 1-0 was a, probably a little bit unfair on our side. Um, other than the, the the block at the end from Hutton, I don't think Newport looked like they were going to score, to be honest. And I've, I think a lot of that was down to good defensive play from us and a good team performance. And Yeah, there was a lot of high points in there, a lot of good good individual performances and, and good partnerships on the pitch as well. So uh, things are things are looking good. No, absolutely. And uh, and Nick, obviously, as we said, you, you had your say in your own little sort of YouTube exclusive, but take it away for me and and let, let us know exactly what you thought to the game. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was such a total contrast to the Northampton game that we, we, were, on, we were on it from the start, which is, which is what you want to see. And uh, as I said, I think any player was below a seven. Um, they all contributed. It's really good. Oh, has Nick got a case of Woody's Again, Wi-Fi? Thinking about it afterwards is um, the keeper. He uh, seemed to miss a few crosses, fumbled a couple, but um, it was probably down to the wind um, in okay. the conditions. And I think he did the right thing by punching a lot and playing it safe. So, you know, again, for a young keeper, a good bit of experience coming in there and doing the right thing. So I thought, yeah, he, he actually did really well. And the other pleasing thing was uh, well, there was uh, one incident in the game that my lad was with me. and We looked at each other and thought, are we seeing this? Gladwin with the ball running, outpacing a defender, trying to catch him. <laughs> and I'm like, Christ, when, when was the last time we saw that? So, you know, that's that's one for the books. And finally, the three subs that came on, I thought all really played well. So, it's you know, it's good that we have got that strong squad. We've got a strong bench and we can bring people on and it's not going to uh, affect the team in, in a negative way. So, all in all, great three points. And, uh, yeah, absolutely loved it. Really buzzing afterwards. No, that's great. Uh, and, you know, even um, sort of listening to it back at, at home and stuff was a five he was left celebrating in the living room to himself what was it what what did you think when you saw the result well after Hutton clearing one off the line I thought well thank god we got the three points in the end because it was a total domination um I think Lindsay summed it up brilliant in his uh press conference at the end we should have been out of sight really we we shouldn't have had to go into the last 10 minutes not holding on because I don't think they had any sort of prolonged pressure but they had that one chance. And at 1-0, you're always going to get the opposition are going to get that one chance. And we were, I thought Hutton was outstanding on Tuesday. I thought yeah. that was one of his best games that I've seen him play for the club. Um, I think the competition with, uh, like I hope I pronounce his name right, Lavinia coming in um, has been has worked wonders for Hutton. Um, I thought he played really well. I thought he looked solid, good going forward. And, and he made a massive difference at the end, clearing that ball off the line because we could have been sat here talking about a total domination and people would have been getting on everyone, uh, Lindsay's back, going that we haven't won the game. Um, but the most important thing is three points. We played well. The only thing is that we just didn't put the, put the game to bed when we really needed to. Um, I thought we were really creative. We dominated the ball. I thought we were quick on it. I think Nick was spot on when we were... <coughs> last week that we moved the ball a lot quicker I thought we were a threat I thought Williams and Darcy were you know I mean they made it tick for us um yeah and as much as I 
not that I'm, I don't, I like Baldry. I thought he looked all right. He had a scary moment with that pass, and that's what Baldry sometimes can do. Yeah. But I thought he, looked, he, he come in and he looked seamless in that position. I'm a big fan of McDonald, and I think we will miss him for the period that he's going to be out. But you know, I mean, I think if he can step in and be that senior member alongside Clayton, I think. And it's going to be a big test tomorrow, but we'll come on to that later. But yeah, it, very positive. Three points in the bag. That's what we needed after Northampton. We needed that reaction and we got it. And um, yeah, we can move on. <coughs> sorry. <laughs> really sorry. Well, I think um, I was talking bullshit, Fifey. I didn't realise you were allergic <laughs> to that. Wow. Um, Joe, I, I mean... Picking up on something was I said there, I think uh, I'm, I'm 99 percent sure I was talking to Claire at the time, um, and I said that I thought there was a real player in Hutton um, that hadn't come out. This was going back a, a few weeks, and I think that what was I said there about Lavinia coming in is is correct. I think that's really helped, you know, that competition for places. Um, and for those of you, by the way, who will be missing Ben's. Uh, infectious optimism. Fear not. There's plenty of content for Ben about as he's featured on the Stevenage podcast, which has come out today. He was with Gabe Sutton on the EFL debate, which came out today. Um, he's just too big time now to to waste it with us. So, uh, so if you're missing Ben's optimism, he's got not got time for his bread and butter no more. No, this is it exactly. Exactly. Um, but what I wanted to say, Joe, was um, like absolutely the points there are made, but, and it has absolutely made the difference, but the, the squad depth in total throughout, like throughout the whole end of it, I know there's still some talk about the goalkeeper situation, not having that experience backup maybe. Um, and, uh, and it absolutely could become a factor um, down the line at some point, particularly as we come towards January, but the squad depth is absolutely there. And, uh, throughout all the other positions, in my opinion. Yeah, I think yeah. right. I think most of the, a lot of the games now we've seen the substitutes have come on and made a real difference. I'm thinking uh, off the top of my head, the Salford game particularly, the, the substitutions we made that day got us to the point with 10 men. Um, the other night I thought, you know, they, they came on and they did the, the jobs they had to do to hold on. And Yeah, and Hutton, Hutton I, I wasn't sure about Hutton at the start. Um, but I, I agree. I think that's probably his best performance for us. And I think him him and two or three others are, are getting better and better every game now. So, yeah, um, you know, that's good. And, and as you say, you know, you've got a good player there in, in Lavinia who's, who's ready to come in, hopefully. And if anything does ha- happen to Hutton or he dips off a bit of form, you, you've got good players to come in. You're not, you're not just sticking players, you know, with Darcy's a good player, but he wasn't a right back. You know, you're not just... You're not just sticking a player somewhere to to fill a space. You're, you're putting a proper a proper player in every position, and you know that's that's going to be crucial throughout the season. The goalkeeper situation is well, as long as Bryn is fit and here, then it's fine, isn't it? But you know what happens? Middlesbrough have just sacked the manager, so that what that could all change there. Well, exactly. Um, you know, injuries can happen, and without doubt, if he gets injured, they're going to bring in another keeper. They're going to have to because you know they they're not going to rely on 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 Connor Brown, I wouldn't have thought too much at this stage of his career. But yeah, as long as he's fit and he's here, then I don't see too much of an issue with the goalkeeper position. Um the only one I've I've potentially looked at in the last few games is is an actual 
a backup for Jeff Cott, who's a similar sort of player, as a similar sort of player, which I guess <laughs> Lindsay's probably thinking of, of Adeloy as, as that to be the similar, you know, <laughs> the Jeff Cott replacement because that's my boy. I think I do think when he came off the other night, we we just as much as I love Wakelin, we did miss that sort of outlet, that sort of target. Well, when Adeloy's fit, he's going to be a real eager beaver to get involved again, isn't he? Well, uh, and yeah, I, I'm, he's had some stick from people, and I genuinely hope he comes back and you know he, he does he does kick on and start firing a few goals in and yeah, at least ten. Yeah. <laughs> But that's what you need. You need you need decent players, second, third choice players have, have got yeah. to be decent. And you know, you can't be chucking uh, unless they're exceptionally good. You, you you know, you don't want to be relying on your youth team too much. So you need your, your second, third choice in each position. You look at centre back now, you know, centre back, you've got potentially six or seven people that can play there. And they're all yeah. they're all decent ish first team players at, at centre half. So you know, that's gonna be over the season, I think there's a lot of teams now that are going well, but they've got small squads. So Let's see how well they're doing in, in February and March and the weather's getting a bit bad and the pitches are getting a bit bad and players don't really fancy it quite so much. And uh, let's let's see, you know, how, how it affects, you know, we're going to get injuries as well, of course we are, but it, it'd be interesting to see how things change throughout the season as injuries and suspensions and things kick on. But I think we're in a good place. I think we're in a good place. And um, Newport, a historically difficult um, opposition, Nick. Um when you see performances and results like midweek, can you understand why they're being talked about and nominated for, you know, like Lindsay manager of the month and Gladwin's been nominated for player of the month as well? Absolutely. Yeah. We, like I say, um, a lot of credit's got to go to Lindsay. Um, he, he's changed it around a bit. He's kept faith with players where some were getting criticised. He's pretty much got a settled first uh, first eleven now, which is looking good. And I think the point that was made earlier by by Joe um, around Hutton, he's had a run of games, and all these players need game time to settle into the team. They know exactly what they're doing. <laughs> Steady on, pal. <laughs> Sorry, carry on. Um, yeah, they, they they need a run of games. So is you know they know the tactics, they know what their, their teammates are going to do, they know what runs to make, etc. And and like we say, we've got forwards to come in. You have got Shade comes in at the moment. He's he's getting 10, 20 minutes. Um, Adeloy, um, when he's fit, again he's going to need a run of games, and it's going to take these players time to get up to speed. So. Uh, yeah, it's all it's all good, but major credit to Lindsay. Uh, you know, he's uh, really stepped up, so really, really pleased to see it. No, that that's absolutely true. And um, in, on the subject of Gladwin, was it? Um, we kind of mentioned him a few times as as passing comment, but he really is starting to make things tick, isn't he? He's, he's becoming such an integral, in, sorry, integral member of the team. Uh, Gladwin's change for me there's there's always been a player in there and we've seen it every time he's come to the club you know what i mean every time he's been here um and i've said it a couple of times on the pod i think he's i think he's thriving under this senior role that he's got the vice captaincy role i think he really gets on with lindsay i think that's a massive draw for him as well i think him and lindsay are you know what i mean i think he 
I think Lindsay sees the player that Gladwin is and sees that the ability at this level is unbelievable. And he's just turning into this complete, we can play him in a 10, we can play him sitting, we can play him as one of the two that are going forward and back. He He's found a fit, you know what I mean? He just looks a lot stronger, a lot fitter this year. He's had a full pre-season. I just... Yeah, I think he's. I think he's been brilliant. And just a point about what Claire was saying. She put a question up about Roberts. Yeah, I'll flash it back gonna, up. I think we're going to see a lot of Roberts when Williams goes on international duty. I think Williams. I've said this before as well. I think Williams is going to be a massive miss for when he goes to Wales for the World Cup. I think he's going to be huge. Um, and you think then that that's why they're trying Wakelin wide because we're going to see that Jeff Cott's going to be there and Adeloyal mix with Jeff Cott and it'll there be the competition there. And then I think you'll have Wakelin Shade, you'll have um and then you'll have Roberts. I think they're using this at the moment, bedding him in in the first team in the training. And I think he'll be used. I think you'll start seeing him. I think when when Williams goes away, I think it'll be a big month where we'll start to see this Roberts and see what he's all about. And they should just chuck him in at the deep end, give him a go. He, he from what we hear, you know what I mean, he was good at non-league level. Um and he, he looks decent, but proof will be in the pudding when he starts or when he plays. So we'll see how it goes. But yeah, back to Gladwin. I think he's been, I I can't see, he, he's the first name on the team sheet at the moment, isn't he? Do you know what I mean? And that's not just because he's captain at the moment with McDonald out. It's just the way that he's been playing. And I'm glad he's proved all the haters wrong. You know what I mean? There's yeah. some been some real haters for Gladwin. You know, I mean, I've always been frustrated with Gladwin because there's always been a player in there, and I've always, you've always know that, but he's actually showing it now, and this, you know, what I mean, it's massive for the team. No, absolutely, um, Joe. We've never really been sort of afraid to to sort of call out sections of our own fan base, and it, it seems strange to do it when when the team is is winning and you know it's it's one loss since the opening day still in the league and the draws have turned into wins of late but still um there's there's some absolute for want of a better phrase poppycock comments coming out on twitter um about you know dominating games but only scoring one goal and ultimately if we won every game one nil no one's complaining are they well Arsenal did it right back in the day didn't they Absolutely, absolutely. I I get people's frustrations, but and you're never going to please everybody. But I think the most important for, for thing for me at the moment is I, I really feel that the the coach and the players are on the same wavelength. Mm-hmm. You know, there is this is the way we're going to play. All the players want to play that way. You know, I don't think it doesn't to me. It doesn't look like there's players that. Are, dis- are struggling with it or don't want to play that style. I think everyone's bought into it. Um, as for the fans, unfortunately, this day and age with social media and things, you're always going to get idiots in you. And people, people were hiding behind fake profile pictures and keyboards and things. Um, but yeah, so we say that safe in the knowledge that we put our faces out there when we slag people off. <laughs> yeah, well, for me, if you're going to slag somebody off. Just do it, you know. Don't hide behind things and do it. Just, you know, if that's where you feel, that's fine. But just, just say it as, as yourself. Don't hide behind a picture of a, I don't know, a field with a cow in it or whatever. Just, you know, everyone's entitled to an opinion. But some of the hatred is is not is not needed at all, obviously. And even 
between fans, you know, you, we all support the same team. We all want the same the same thing for the team. And you've got fans calling each other all sorts of names. And I just, yeah, it's just pathetic, really. It's pathetic. Um, Nick, we've had a, a question sent in in the chat um, regarding more squad depth questions. But before we do, uh, Paddy's been in touch on Twitter. Um, Fort Ben was just taking the piss when he turned up on Question Time, the one show, Angelette Soccer Saturday this week. His agent will have him eating kangaroo gonads in the jungle with Ant and Deck at this rate. <laughs> what what, what is the subject yeah. Ricky Aguiar then? Uh, what are you uh, thinking, Nick? Well, with, with our Ben, he's here, he's there, he's every fucking where, isn't he? <laughs> Uh, I, I, yeah, I think he's uh, probably going to get some sticks, certainly on the Christmas do. So we need to save it up for that. So uh, yeah, with, actually, I did listen to the one um, with uh, is it Gabe? Um, Gabe Sutton, yeah, the yeah, that, he, Actually, he, fair play to Ben. He does sell us well. He uh, <laughs> he, he, he does us proud. I mean, Stevenage, and he was on the Stevenage pod. I mean, if any of their players listen to that, they'll be shitting themselves because I mean, every <laughs> player we had was like fantastic and brilliant and skillful and can score and going to set chances up. And it's like, hey, okay, Ben, you know, <laughs> yeah, he uh, he does a stellar job, mate. He's uh, you can't knock him for it. No, he's certainly a very good height man, isn't he? Oh yeah, he certainly is. Somebody with yeah. somebody that lacks a lot of height. <laughs> yeah, well, indeed. Um, okay, so on the subject of the bag we are then, Nick, what what are you thinking? Is is there a is there a time he he gets a run in the team? Sorry, who's that Aguilar? Yeah, uh, yeah. Again, I think it's I think all the ones that are you know on the fringe, um, as we've said, they're going to get their opportunities. You, you're going to have um, players who get suspended. Um, you could have injuries. You could have you know lot, hopefully not too much loss of form. But I, yeah, I, I think everybody's going to get a chance, and certainly, I think we've got what well, we, we're into total of nine games this month, um, which is ridiculous. I mean, that's going to take its toll. So you know, he is going to need to to move the squad around a bit, and yeah, I'm sure they'll bring players in, and uh, as they all get up to full fitness, um, yeah, we we and it's nice that we've got players that are capable of doing it. So uh, it's it's all good for the future. For anyone who uh, who tries to claim that men can't multitask, uh, I'd like to point out that I may just be the guy that presses the buttons, but I'm trying to hold this conversation together <laughs> while seemingly having an absolute mare myself um, and following all the comments in the chat on Facebook, YouTube, as well as the comments coming on Twitter. Joe, um, for your reference, and I'm not suggesting you do it in the middle of a stream, uh, but, <laughs> but Paddy has reacted to what you just said about fans and their profile pictures. I've just tagged you into a reply from him, which is rather quite amusing so uh when you get a second it might be worth a, a little look um before we we move on then was uh, depending on how positive you are on the spectrum you know we're, we're still on a reasonable if not good run you know it, you, hype man ben would probably say an unbelievable run of form um but but where I kind of started this bit of the conversation by saying it was important to get back to winning ways early, and we've done it at the first attempt. Can you see us going on a bit of another run? Because we've all commented in the last couple of episodes how difficult a run we have in October in terms of fixtures. Yeah, I think we've got to accept that we have got some really tough fixtures coming up. You know what I mean? And it starts tomorrow. We'll come on to that later. But 
yeah, the the key, like you said, the key was to get back on the winning ways at the first time of asking, um, and that's what we did. Um, we've got some very a couple of very winnable home games, in my opinion, coming up after the uh, after the Stevenage game tomorrow. We got Colchester and Hartlepool, um, which are two games at home that you'd like to think that we would, you know, maybe should be taking maximum points if we want to be at the top end of the league. Um, yeah. I, I don't. I think people have. I'm hoping now that Lindsay's built up this this run that he's able to lose a game now. If we do lose a game, and not everyone's straight on his back because that's what it was through the first few when we started losing one or two in a row, people were straight on his back, or we weren't turning those draws into wins. I think he's bought himself a bit of time now. He's bought himself a bit of respect, and I think people have got to accept him that he's not just the cheap option like everyone thought that he was. You know what I mean? Trust the process. Trust what they've done, and and I'm a big Lindsay fan. Do you know what I mean? I am. I, I think I, I love his passion. I love his, everything about it, and I think he deserves that. If we don't go on this great run that we would like to go on again, obviously that he deserves that people don't start getting straight on his back, and that we we then we build up because the more people get on the back, the more pressure builds. The club and that are not immune to it. They hear the voices from outside. And they'd much rather have a fan base that are on board with it, showing the support to get behind the club, than slating, criticising. And I know we're going to get that. You know what I mean? You will get part of the fan base that is like that. But we've got to, you know what I mean? If we lose tomorrow, we've got to get back on it and show our support again for the home games. And that's how it should be as a club. We're not going to go unbeaten for a long period of time. It's a tough league. Um, yeah, um, that's how we've got to go. But we've just got to get behind the club through good and bad. Um, Joe, I've, I've changed the ticker along the bottom there. And I think it was you and Warren the other night who both said that you wanted to officially start the Clayton fan club. But I'm fairly, uh, you know, I'm fairly loosey-goosey when it comes to these topics. And I wondered your thoughts on Rich's comment there. Uh, top three on November 1st. Not sure, personally. I think we'll be in the playoffs, but not sure. Uh, th this month will be big, won't it? Because, like we say, it's a lot of games, so... Yeah, if we get six or seven wins out of the, in the next month, then we're going to be in there. But I don't know. There's some tough fixtures coming up, and I'd like to say yes, but I'm not. Not I. I think as the season goes on, we'll get better. Um, but whether we'll be in the top three quite that early, I'm not not fully convinced yet. As for the Clayton fan club, that's why me and Warren are on together tonight. To <laughs> Clayton is the only man that could bring you two together. <laughs> <laughs> Go on then, talk, talk us through. I mean, we've all kind of, another one we've mentioned for, for a few weeks now since he broke into the first team. Um, I remember going right back to the start of the season, he played um, in the cup game against Warsaw and me and Mark both tweeted the group saying he looks like he's going to be a player. And since getting a proper run in the first team, we've all kind of said how good he's been. But but tell us exactly why, what you've seen and, and what's impressed you. Well, I think it, I think it's testament to the, to the guy, uh, what was he, 21, 22? He's come into his first season in men's football and you don't notice him. And, uh, you know, that, uh, uh, and to play as a centre-half, that's what you want. You don't want, yeah. you know, he, he's just, he's so calm. He's good on the ball. He's good in the air. He never, he's not quick, but he never gets outrun. I've not seen him, you know, I've not seen a striker run past him. Although he's not that actually that quick himself. His positioning is really good. Great position and reading it again. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm always a bit unsure when we sign these players from 
under 23 teams because we've had a lot in the past that have been absolute woeful. Um, but but this guy, he, he looks a real deal. And I think, uh, unfortunately, I can't see him being here very long. I think he's going to get snapped up by uh, by Championship Club probably within the next year. Um, but, but yeah, I, I just, that's the, the biggest compliment I can give him is that he just, you, you don't notice him in a game. He just goes through the game, never makes a mistake. You know, that's my daughter there. She knows what she's talking about. And, <laughs> well, uh, of course, because you raised her to know. <laughs> she listens to her fucking dad every day. She's got a lot of choice. Um, but no, I, I, I've been really impressed with him and uh, I love his attitude as well. Everyone loves a bit of scouts in their team, don't they? A little bit of fight and a bit of, you, you know. And uh, f- for me, this is probably controversial, but he's been our best signing this season. To be fair, that with the exception that, you know, people are obviously going to say Wakelin. In, in that respect, there's there's quite a lot of love for Darcy about at the minute, but I, I don't think there'd be too many disgruntled by you saying that. Um, it was a if if Joe is the president of the Clayton fan club, you are certainly vice president, aren't you, sir? I agree with everything Joe's just said. <laughs> I, he's he's been a revelation. You know, what I mean, what a player. You know, what I mean, I can't. Now, and fair play to whoever spotted him and got him on board, because how have we signed this player? We normally find that we get this in as a loan or something like that, and then we're like, well, he's never going to be ours. So, But we've signed this lad. So, you know, I mean, you've got to hope that there's a good deal. I don't know what the contract is, but he's Two just... Years, I think. Yeah, but he's... Like like Joe's just said, he looks so calm. He looks so assured. He At times where you think he's going to get done by a, a more faster striker or something like that. It's just his positioning, his reading of the game at such a young age. Um, I think I read something when we signed him and I think Gerard was a massive, you know what I mean? He, it, Gerard was a massive fan of this lad and he said he was going to go, you know what I mean? I know it's easy to say now he's had a good start, but he he's bided his time. He wasn't in the first team to start, was he? He's obviously knuckled down. He's got on with the training side of it and I think he looks a great talent. And I like... The only shame is, is like Joe alluded to, is that whether we can keep hold of him for longer, I think it will be key as if we progress. So if we climb to League One, I think he'll stay with us and it will build. Um, but he looks so assured, even alongside McDonald, alongside Bowdry, because that's keep flipping. He, he doesn't look, no, he just doesn't look awed by it. It just, just gets on with the game. And he is a talent. He looks like he should get bullied by League Two strikers. And he just looks, he looks well assured. He wins his headers, wins his tackles. And the best thing about a defender is that you don't want them to be noticed because normally with a defender, it's either making a mistake or something going wrong. And if there's nothing, if you're not noticing him, he's doing everything spot on. And I think he's a very level-headed young man. And I think he's, they must have fought a load of him for him to be the skipper at Liverpool under 23s. Do you know what I mean? And, you know what I mean? It's a weird one that they let him go. Do you know what I mean? Really strange one. But obviously he wanted to get out and build his career and fair play to the young man because I think he's been, and I agree, I think he has been our best signing. Uh, you know what I mean? We could talk about Wakelin, we can talk about, but this this guy has been consistent and I think he's only going to get better. No, absolutely. Um Nick, I will come back to you and get your thoughts on Clayton, but we are being joined now by a special guest. So let's jump straight ahead to preview the weekend's game as we say hello and good evening to Matt Farley, Stevenage fan. How are you, sir? Uh, hi, fellas. Uh, thanks for having me on the show. Um, I always love to come on 
come on these kind of platforms and episodes <laughs> and talk about our uh, beloved Stevenage Football Club. So, no, thanks for having me on, chaps. Now, if anyone hasn't heard Matt on Lower League Look or on his own, he, he actually hosts the, the Stevenage podcast that I mentioned Ben did earlier in the episode. Matt is possibly the only guy I know that can match Ben for outright enthusiasm. <laughs> it's unreal the stuff I've heard him do in the last few weeks. So I'm very much looking forward. To, and I, I know you're out celebrating at the moment, Matt. So thank you for taking some time out to join us. Uh, let, let's start with some pleasantries, though. Congratulations. You did the London Marathon at the weekend. I, I did. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, it was my, uh, my my second marathon, but it was the first time kind of doing London. And it was, uh, yeah, it was an incredible experience. It was one of the best experiences of my life. Uh, one of the most painful experiences of my life as well. But um, yeah, it was it was superb and it, it just went so fast. It was all the build up to it over a, a matter of two months. And then before you knew it, it, it was gone. But I uh, I loved it. I went out there, I wore my Stephen's shirt with pride and, and yeah, got it all done last Sunday, which was great. And uh, if you don't mind me asking, what sort of time were you? You say it went by so fast, but the race itself, how fast did you uh, manage to complete it in? <laughs> yeah, good point to be fair. Um, so I, I didn't have a great great training going into it i only got up to about 50 miles and uh, uh but i did it in four hours 29 in the end so i'm really proud of that just to get over mate that's about 16 it. hours quicker than i could do it <laughs> <laughs> but no honestly it was it, it was great fun but I, I did hit a few kind of rocky moments mile 2021 it got really tough but um yeah you just got to mentally block everything out and and, and just carry on so so before we we rip you apart and tell you why you're wrong uh the <laughs> The, the stats are there and they're obvious about why we should we should be nervous, if not a little bit fearful of the game tomorrow. I mean, Stephen Ish themselves tweeted out, um, I think it was yesterday, if not the day before, that smashing records all over the place, best start to a season, 12 games, nine wins, 28 points, only 10 goals conceded. Mm. But as the old song goes, along came Swindon Town that day <laughs> and stopped various teams up. Uh, mate, tell, tell us what we're expecting. You know, with, with Steve Evans in charge, everyone kind of thinks they know, but but this is a different animal this time, isn't it? Yeah, look, look, you, you're completely correct. I mean, um, it, it's been a it's been a crazy journey for us because anyone that's known us the past four years have known that we've been down the bottom. Um, you know, we got relegated that year, got kept up. Last year was appalling. We somehow stayed up with the skin of our teeth uh, when Steve came in and kept us up. And yeah, to be honest with you, this season has just been crazy because to see our kind of Stevenage up in the top three, we're all sitting around at the minute going, what on earth is going on? Um, but yeah, it, it's been absolutely fantastic this season. We've uh, we've built an identity of football with a, with a group of players that, that seem to all gel and, and all work right. Um, and um, as you say, you know, we've got 100% home form at the minute. We've won every single home game that we've played competitively, whether that's in the league or the cup, we haven't drawn one, we've won every single game. So that's kind of set the foundations for our success. And in our away form, we've, we've also picked up 10 points in that as well. Um, yeah, it, it's been a bit of a weird one for us, really, because, and I, again, I don't want this to sound arrogant or anything. It, it's almost No, like, you sound arrogant. The more arrogant you sound, the more excited we'll be at winning. Uh, do you know what? I'm, I'm the least arrogant person for Stevenage fan, honestly, honestly. But, We've been watching these games to start, and it's almost like we're winning these games, but the, the team hasn't properly clicked yet. It's, it's, it's really weird. Like, with a lot of the games that we've played, I haven't come away from the ground going, 
oh, we were fantastic today. It, 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 there's not been one game, maybe Tranmere in the opener, but we haven't really come away going, oh, we were brilliant there. It's almost like we've still got a new team that's still somewhat learning to play with each other, but we're picking up wins at the same time. It's It's been a really strange two months, but we're up there. We've got 28 points. I, I, I do believe that the game against yourselves is probably our first big test at home. Um, we've, we've played a lot of the teams down the bottom at home and, and picked up a lot of wins. So it's the first time that we're playing I'd... a team up there at home. So it'll be a really big test for us tomorrow. But as you say, anyone that knows me, I'm the most positive Stevenage fan in the world. So I'm, I'm uh, honest, mate. I'm... I would have uh, I would have preferred you not to say about how you've only really beat teams at the bottom because Nick put, called Northampton <laughs> out for this and then they went and beat us. Um... Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm saying nothing on that tonight. I'm saying nothing on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we're, getting a, we're getting a few messages in for you as well, Matt. Um, Claire said, hi, Matt. Well done on the marathon. Always great to oh, hear your enthusiasm. Let's hope you're only out celebrating tonight and not tomorrow as well. Um, <laughs> Woody, one of our regular panellists here, I'll just flash this one up. I still stand by what I said pre-season. Stevenage will be at the top end. Because um, not a lot of people, it's fair to say, were backing you. Um, I know that you're very knowledgeable about not just Stevenage, but the league as a whole. So before, again, we we speak about Swindon once, if not twice a week. Mm. When you look at our squad, what are you most concerned about that we could bring because we we don't we to be fair we don't concede a great deal of goals ourselves um we've been talking about defense defenders a lot recently um and we started to tick along a bit better we're creating more we're starting to score some goals Mm. yeah i think i said this to ben on our um podcast um in the week and um i think what it is with you guys and I think whenever we go into a season, and again, it was exactly the same this season with us. When we look at you you at Swindon Town, I, I think we naturally think that you're going to be up there somewhere. So do we. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Whether you're in the playoffs or in the automatic. So I think from our standpoint, we, we kind of expect you to be up there. Um, I've, I've got to be honest, whenever I have looked at your side... Um, I mean, we knew him very well because he played for us. But whenever you had Harry McCurdy, we went... Oh, that's going to be a really tough game. Um, so, obviously, when you lost McCurdy, I thought, oh, that'll be interesting to see how you kind of do after that because, obviously, he's such a big name, McCurdy, and he's such a good goal scorer and he's got so many good attributes about him. But um, to lose a player like that, um, it'll be interesting to see how you do. But it, I was saying to Ben again on the podcast that it's almost like you've you've been fine since you've lost him. So, I think looking at you guys, knowing that you didn't have the greatest start in the world. I think um, I think you'll be right up there. I think you'll be absolutely fine. I think you'll probably actually be involved in the playoffs again, actually. Um, but I think it's going to be one of those games where you're going to play, you're going to try to play good football. Um, we're a very pressing team. We work very hard from back to front. Our midfield, our strikers press really high. So it's going to be a really tactical game because I think you're going to try and play out from the back but our team, our team doesn't get tired. We press from the first minute. So it's going to be a really interesting game Saturday. But no, I think looking at you guys at Swindon, I, I think you'll be right up there personally. Let's be fair, mate. The reason your team don't get tired is because they completely bypass your midfield. So they're not doing anything. Um, <laughs> I mean, not wrong. 
before we uh before I hand it over to the guys to sort of come back at come back at you and say why we're going to win tomorrow, I've just got to to do a little OMG lol at the post that Paddy has just sent. Um, it's just put fellas. Um, Nick was right. Ben has got around. He's he he was great on the Jamaican version of Fools Rush In this week, and he uh, he may well have done a. A little bit of an edit on on one of our recent episodes. So, uh, at the, again, at the end of the episode, I'll retweet that from our account. It is definitely worth a look. Um, let's let's go with Joe first. Then, what are you what are you thinking ahead of the game? Are you going in confident, or are you worried by the start Stevenage have made? Well, I mean, naturally, you've got to be worried. Anyway, I mean, there's they're not they've won all their home games for no reason, and. You know, whether you like Steve Evans or whether you think he's a twat, which I think he's a twat, but he's a winner, isn't he? He's a winner. and he Yeah, Woody said that in the chat, he's a winner. He always gets results in this league and, you know, you go through Steve Edge's team, there's so much experience in there. So much experience. And, yeah, I, I, I think it's going to be a tight game. I do think it's going to be a tight game and uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it's actually a draw, but I think if we can if we can compete with, with Steve Edge's physicality, if you like, and and whatever, I think we'll be fine. But obviously, we've seen it. You know, we've played Sutton, beat them, played Northampton, they beat us. So I guess we're sort of 50-50 with the two teams of a similar-ish style. Yeah, let's see what happens. But, you know, it's good to be two teams at the top. It should be a decent game one way or the other and made the best team win, I guess. Absolutely. We'll do score predictions in a minute. But... uh What's I kind of on that? Have you done something a little bit different with your hair today? Who, me? Yeah. No? no it's, Maybe it's no, just it's, me. Maybe it's just the angle I'm looking at. It's still um, going, mate. <laughs> I, know you don't, uh, I know you don't use Twitter, uh, so you wouldn't have seen, but something else Stevenage posted uh, was that uh, scene from our country about Luke Norris. Um, are you, it's, it wouldn't be the first time, should we say, uh, a former player's come back to bite us on the arse, would it? No, no, Norris will score tomorrow, wouldn't he? Um, <laughs> That's it, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, I, I agree. Evans is a winner. I I think if he's not at your club, everyone hates him. But if he's in your club, you absolutely love him. Because yeah. I, I think he demands, <laughs> uh, he demands a level every week. And if you don't reach that level, he will rip the shit out of you. And he's not <laughs> afraid to do it. And... He's a great manager at this level. He plays, uh, it doesn't matter, it's winning football. I'm not one of those that is a purist that is like, it's got to be knocked on the floor. He's he he's found a strength and he, he's got a strength with the players and the squad that he's got that makes a massive difference. And they will chuck balls in our box. They will, at uh, the first time of asking, because they know that's where we're a little bit tame and we're not going to be as strong. And he will do that from minute one tomorrow. They will chuck balls and if... If we're strong enough to deal with it and not give away petty little free kicks and, you know what I mean, give them a chance to get balls in our box, we might struggle tomorrow. I think the first goal will be massive. Uh, I think if Swindon get it, we might see a few little gaps appear then that we can try to exploit and stuff like that. But I, I fear for us tomorrow if we go one down, uh, you know what I mean? I think it will just turn into a big amount into climb. Um I love McDonald. I think we will massively miss McDonald tomorrow. I was hoping that they were going to say that he will be back. But obviously with this collarbone issue, he's not going to be back for a long period. But I think we'll miss our leader tomorrow massively and it will be for everyone else to roll their sleeves up because 
it's going to be a tough old slog tomorrow, in my opinion. And if you offered me a draw now, I would take it. I'd snap your hand off. Um, okay. and you're, I, really, uh, you're really infusing me and the other 854 people that have got tickets for the game there, was it? Cheers, pal. I hope you're just ready for your next just to go like that. and just. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, Nick. Was as very uh, eloquently said what we're up against there, but what about? I know we're the away side, but what about our style of play? Do you think we'll be able to implement quite well? I, I think the key is is how we start. We've got to start on the front foot. We've got to start like like we did Tuesday night, and we've got to go at them. We've got to move the ball quick. We don't want to be pissing about in our back line. With as Matt said, if they're if they're pressing and pressing and pressing, we don't want to get caught. Uh, losing the ball on the edge of our area so we need to move it quick we need to move them around um, and the other key thing is we got to stop giving away stupid free kicks because if we do that that will just put so much pressure on us so that to me that's the, the two key elements but uh, I can see us and I, I, I am uh, always uh, positive before the games I can see us doing uh, what we did to Forest Green last season uh, okay Everybody thought we'd get hammered there. We lost three key players or on international duty. We went down there and uh, did them over. And I can see us doing the same to Stevenage Saturday. Um, Matt, messages continue to come in for you. Um, Paddy said, respect to Matt for coming on and giving view from the opposition. So, again, thank you very much for your time. Uh, no Rob's, tweet, Rob's tweeted in as well. Heard Matt a few times on Lower League Look. What a guy. Makes me want Stevenage <laughs> to do well apart from tomorrow, obviously. Um, I, I just said there to Nick, um, we've announced that we've sold 855 tickets, I believe, for the game. Um, are you expecting a, a decent atmosphere tomorrow? Yeah, yeah, I think I, th I think we are, to be honest. I know, uh, yeah, do you know what? I've just been speaking to a friend about some of the tickets you've sold tomorrow. I think there'll be quite a big crowd tomorrow. I know that, uh, obviously, seeing that you've sold over 800, I know that... Um, I think we've sold, I was speaking to someone at the club the other day, I know that the, the East Terrace, so the stand to your right, that's, that'll be pretty full tomorrow. Um, our new stand behind the Golden North stand, um, there's been quite a lot of tickets going that for us. So I, I think there's going to be a, a reasonably good good crowd tomorrow. So um, yeah, I think the atmosphere will be will be cracking. And I, I love those games up the top of League 2. Again, we haven't experienced them for a long time and, and it's so nice to be involved in a top game for a change and see a big crowd and a, and a real atmospheric game. So I'm I'm really looking forward to it. But I think there will be a, a really good crowd tomorrow, yeah. Cool. Uh, apologies. I, I, I was listening, but I was distracted because my cat had seen a spider on the floor and he was just running around like a madman. It's an absolute mm -hmm. mare in here tonight. Um, let's, uh, let's go through the score predictions then so you can get back to your marathon celebrations. Uh, <laughs> we'll start with yourself. Uh, score prediction, please. Oh, good question. Again, anyone that knows me knows I'm the most positive Stevenage fan, so obviously I'm going to uh, uh, call it a win. Um, I'd expect nothing less. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. A point's a point. I'd be happy, but I, I just think with it being at home, watching our home form recently and watching how good we've been and how fit we've been and all the last-minute winners we've been having, um, I, I think we'll continue it tomorrow. I think it's a very dangerous game against yourselves. I think it's probably our hardest home game of the season so far against yourselves. But I just think the, the, the one thing about our team that I've seen in the opening 12 games is we, we're very adaptable. We can play certain styles of, 
of football, we can be really physical and robust, and then we can play at the same time. We've got some very good players in the final third. So I'm, um, I think uh, <laughs> there's, a, there's a little bit of a running joke at the minute that a lot of our wins are 2-1 at the minute with a 1-0, with 1-1 a one 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 and then a last-minute goal from us. And I uh, I think we'll win 2-1 tomorrow, but I think it's going to be a very, very dangerous game against yourselves and we're going to have to be 100% to, to get the three points, but I'm going to 2-1 two one, two one home win for us. OK. Uh, before I throw it over to the guys, can you confirm... I mean, I know you can't confirm this exact story, uh, but Woody's just said there, and I'll flash it up on the screen, had the best chicken nuggets, chips and beans at Stevenage. Oh, God. I don't know where we would have had them. Maybe in the broad all suite. Because... Uh, <laughs> trying to think I, I tell you what though that's absolutely terrific and any if, if any of you fellas are going tomorrow you have to get it um again i'm not sure no it'll be in your way and get the borough burger it's absolutely massive i think it's about four pound fifty or something like that get yeah. that it's brilliant i'll be having one after a few beers tomorrow definitely get one of that honestly well, I'm there. I know Nick's going and Rich, who's one of our regular panellists, is going as well. And uh, and John, who's come on a few times. I, met, I believe I've seen he's going. So there'll be a few Fools Rush in alumni knocking around tomorrow, that's for sure. So I'm sure at least one of us can be tempted to a burger, that's for sure. Um, clearly, <laughs> I'm not adverse to one from time to time. <laughs> um, Nick, let's, let's ask you then. Score prediction, please. Um, as I said, I'll, I'll go with what we did to Forest Green. I'm going for 2-0. Okay, uh, was it? I'm gonna sit where I I I, would, I think you're getting splinters, are you, pal? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love us. I'm I like Matt. I'm, I'd like to think I'm quite a positive Swindon fan, but I I I'd take a point tomorrow. I think one I, one all would be great. I could see us taking the lead, and then I could just see us cracking with 15, 20 minutes to go, where we're just holding on, and I just think we'll hold on to a point and show that Grimsby spirit that we showed away. Um, but I take a point, one all for me. Okay, Joe? I can't decide if we're going to batter them 3-0 or have 75% of the ball and lose 1-0. Um, <laughs> so I guess I'm stuck in the middle of a draw. Uh, well, I would say that my track record isn't very good. Uh, I can't remember the last time I actually went and saw Swindon win, but we'll everyone has to come to an end at some point. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that that we're going to do the job that no one else has managed to do yet. And we're going to win 3-1. Um, big, big result. Um, listen, Matt, we'll let you go. But before we do, um, I have retweeted your episode with Ben from our account. So you can, if, if you'd like to go listen to Ben and, and Matt in probably the most positive head-to-head -head <laughs> conversation you've ever heard, then by all, by all means do. Um, you can find Matt at Farley Ginge on Twitter. Um, but what's the what's the Twitter handle for the podcast, pal? Uh, the Twitter handle uh, is at TSFC Podcast with a capital P. TSFC um, Podcast. That's the one. Yeah, yeah. Go and follow that. Give us a give us a little follow. We're uh, we, 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 it's crazy with us at the minute. We're putting podcasts out like hot dinners. It's like we've got four every week. Well, tell me week. about it. You're even. Somehow you're you're out episoding us who have who have had to up our numbers, and you're even out episoding Ben, who's the me me biggest media whore. You know, you've put more episodes out today than he has. Honestly, I just feel like we're just in an absolute dream of seeing Steve and his win football matches. That we're just we're excited just to get episodes out nonstop. So it feels like that at the minute, anyway. But. <laughs> Um, ben there in the uh, in the comments saying cheers. Listen, Matt, go enjoy uh, celebrating the marathon. Congrats again. Thank you so much for your time tonight. And uh, if you see any of us about, then by all means, c come say hi. Uh, 
we may be opposition, but we're friendly opposition but before and after the game. So uh, if you're about, I'll, I'll certainly be keeping an eye out for you. Yeah, look, fellas, thank you so much for having me on and best of luck to the season. I really hope you're up there at the end of the season. So, uh, yeah, thanks for having me on. It's been really good fun. Yeah, yeah best of luck Matt. to you too, other than Cheers, tomorrow, Matt. pal. Cheers, guys. Take care. Cheers, Matt. Bye-bye. Uh, great to have Matt join us there um, to discuss Steve H. I mean, you can see the comparisons between him and Ben, can't you guys? <laughs> yeah. He's really infectious and optimistic. It's great. Yeah, um, but it's, he's allowed to do that because he's had, like he said, four years of just lavishing down the bottom and now they've got to have a, like, a part of the season where they're flying. Do you know what I no, mean? That's, that's exactly it. Brilliant. Yeah. But as I say, uh, we'll rock up. We'll be like, no way, girlfriend. Just go and smash them. And, yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then that'll be it. Their home run over. Um, before we move on to anything new, Nick, let's just uh, go back one subject. Did you want to add anything to the praise of Clayton? Well, I can only really agree 100% what what Joe and Wazza have said. Uh, yeah, he is a class act. I think I think the key thing is though. Also, he's come in is you know quite a young kid. He's had good players sitting next to him. McDonald has obviously helped him. Uh, Baudry will obviously help him with the experience that they've got. And also, he said he's uh, apparently been learning the dark arts from our coach. Um, I can't remember his name now. The one who's uh, quite loud, Gunning, put it like that. Gunning, yeah, yeah. Gunning, yeah apparently Gunning, he's the one that's quite loud. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, one of the three that are quite loud. Um, yeah, apparently he's been learning the dark art, arts off of him. So if you can pick that up and pick up the experience from Baudry and McDonald, you know that that'll put him in good stead. And he's yeah, for such a young player, it is the guys have said he's just oozes class. I mean, he looks about twelve. And I'm sure opposition forwards think, well, this is going to be piss easy. We'll run all over him. And then he just does the business. So, you know, long may it continue. It's a fantastic signing. And, you know, credit to the backroom staff that have managed to get him, as we say, signed as their own player as well, which is, you know, when have we ever got young kids like that on our books that's going to benefit us for the future? So all in all, it's absolutely brilliant. No, absolutely. I'd just like to point out, if he has an absolute mayor tomorrow... My yeah, it's their fault. <laughs> <laughs> we'll come on Monday. I'm not, and I'm just like, I'm not fucking inviting Joe on again. That's yeah. yeah, Joe, you're the president of the fan club. I'm only yeah. vice. So, um, yeah, it's all yeah. on you, bud. <laughs> um, listen, if I can just take a moment to to say something a bit more serious. So, as always, we we post out for every episode. We we invite people to to send us questions, comments, and, and as everyone knows who watches us, um, you know, we, we will have a laugh, we will we will mock ourselves, but there are serious things to discuss as well, and, and that's not just at Swindon Town, that's not just in the world of football, you know, we're, we're, we continue to be in a very difficult, um, a difficult period for a lot of people in, in life generally, and um, it's times like this where where charities who do a lot of hard work in in many many different areas too many for me to even name um that they, they need support and and understandably not everyone can give as much as they'd like to as many charities as they'd like um but it it i still think it's important that that charities are are recognized and just given a little bit of time and focus so there's been two that i've been sent information for that i'd just like to spend a minute and and put out there just so people are aware. And, and if you are able to give 
anything at all. I know those involved would appreciate it. Firstly, um, huge shout out to very, very good friends of the show, um, Claire and Michelle. Um, they are, and, and I want to make sure I get this right, so I've actually brought up the message that I was sent about this as well. They're both monthly donators to the Wilson Air Ambulance, which, as most people know through through details from the club, it's solely funded by donations. On the 15th of October, so that will be a Saturday, I think. Yeah. Well, I should be able to work the date out from where we are now. Um, with Colchester, correct. Yeah. Yeah. Colchester game, uh, both Claire and Michelle and a few other volunteers uh, will be outside the county ground with buckets. Um, and there will also be a team um, demonstrating CPR to fans. Um, so if you're able to, to throw any loose change in that bucket, if you see Claire, if you see Michelle or any of the other volunteers and you're able to throw a little bit um, into those buckets to, to help support the cause, then then I know they and and the Wilts Air Ambulance would, would really, really appreciate it. Um, there is no, every charity will say there is no donation that is too small. Everything helps. So if you can, um, but obviously Claire and Michelle in particular, very well respected uh, members of the STFC fan base. If you do see them about, please do throw anything you can into the buckets. I know they do appreciate it and Wilts Air Ambulance will as well. Um, the other one I've been sent um, is, is actually a friend of mine and I said I was happy to, to put something up on here. Um, so I promoted the last one of these he did and I've just got a little uh, picture here to flash up on the screen. Um, hopefully that comes through quite clearly. But a friend of mine um, who, who suffered one of the worst losses anyone can suffer. And, and you know, the four of us, we're, we're all parents. So we can only imagine, you know, the pain that, that both uh, Carl and, and Emma went through and, and the whole family. Um, so Carl is someone I met through, my, you know, one of my other hobbies through Streaming Champ Manager. Um, and he's doing another 24-hour live stream. Um, I believe he's actually doing modern football manager or at least a up-to-date version of an old champ manager game where he's trying to bring Wrexham back. But the, the main thing he will be doing is trying to raise awareness and uh, crucially money um, for a number of charities involved in the uh, Baby Loss Awareness Week um, and the Wave of Light movement. So again, um, I can pass on details if anyone is interested uh, in that. Um, I can pass on his Twitter details as well. Um, obviously, I, I've got to know the family during that process and afterwards. And uh, and as I did last time, I will I will happily promote and and I've. I will donate and I will do anything they need to help. Um, but if you are able to, again, all of the charities you can see on that image there, Sands is probably the most well-known of the four. Um, but anything that you can, again, the charities really do appreciate it. If there are any other fans out there, of course, who, who are supporting charities that could benefit just by us putting a little shout out on episodes, by all means, let us know. We're, again, as much as we're happy to, to take the mick and, and have a laugh at stuff, we will do the serious bit as well like this. So by all means, get in touch and we would be happy to promote any charitable effort people are doing. But uh, hopefully Claire, Michelle and uh, and Carl on the other one, you guys, uh, that, that's our little bit to, to help you this week. So uh, hopefully that's put the word out to a few more people who might not yet be aware of the efforts you're going to. Um, we've seen Woody 
in the uh, in the chat. He's obviously not able to join us this evening. Um, so I have made a little note of just a reminder because he did go into detail. Um, he did go into detail on Monday's episode uh, about what the women's teams are up to. All three teams have got action. Uh, oh, and there's Woody now. Uh, he used to be a Sands ambassador. Um, so all three teams are uh, are in action this week, and I do believe uh, whoever and we may know one person who who gets some involvement in the women's teams. Um, sort of social media posts at some point. Somebody somewhere made an error and they had to redo it. But the, uh, the under 18s, I hope I've got this right now after that. The under 18s are playing at Chestnut Springs against Chesterton, um, which is that fixture there. 10 o'clock kickoff, although I do believe they may have the wrong date on that one. Um, the development side, which I think Woody said, Nick, if I remember rightly, he's in soul charge this week. The joint manager's away yeah. on holiday. Yeah. So yeah. Woody's yeah. side uh, are in action against Stourbridge at Dudley College. And then the first team are in action also this weekend um, against Southampton's women. They play at AFC Totten. Um, so, again, if you are able to attend any of those fixtures, Please do and show all the women's team the support. As Joe has vouched before, um, it is well worth getting down to support them if you can. Um, so let's uh, let's carry on the discussion. And it would have been, the trail would be Stevenage at this point, but we've obviously done that. So we have been sent a quiz question. And uh, I'm interested to know if you're going to be able to get this right. It would be an absolute tragedy, I think, if you don't. Um, <laughs> I, I'm back. No, no pressure then. <laughs> um, so it's been sent in by, by John, who sent the one in previously uh, that Nick really did not want to answer. But Ben came up to, to save him about the Premier League goal scorers. Um, and this time he wants to know. And uh, you can, by all means, answer in the chat because I've asked the guys not to. Uh, <laughs> yeah, social media guy had him there. Uh, Woody not taking any responsibility for that one specifically. <laughs> um, there have been 11 main kit sponsors between the years. Oh, oh no, sorry. Since the 83-84 season, forgetting special cup matches and charity shirts. How many of those 11 main kit sponsors, and don't look in the chat because we know that a lot of the viewers and listeners will, will know a lot of these. Um, he, again, I've been sent them in order as well. Um, how many do you think you guys can name of the 11 main kit sponsors? Nick, do you think you get them all? No. <laughs> no? <laughs> in a word, definitely not. Maybe, um, maybe six or seven. Six or seven, was there? Yeah, I'd... I'm hopeless and stuff like this. So okay. Let's, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Come let's, back, Ben. Come on. Let's yeah. start. Yeah. Do you want to start closer or further away? Let's go. Let's go to this so we can get some right. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> so, in which case, uh, the current main kit sponsor. There is. First City. First, no, first City. Correct. Yeah. First City. Yeah. 
cool. Last, Last season, season boys. Bartercard, correct. And then the year, uh, well, technically, I've got it listed here from, is that right? That's before five seasons. 14 to 20. That can't be right, surely. Yeah, 14 to right. 21. Can't you imagine the top? Can't you remember the Thompson brothers? Imagine cruising. <laughs> imagine cruising, indeed. I just didn't realise it was that long. So that takes us from 2014 to 2021. So next, we're going for the. Uh, there's free here. It's been specified so FIFA, that was free. Yeah, FIFA. Um, not five, six, seven, or eight, but free. Uh, between the years of 2008 and 2014. Uh, can you remember who they all are? Samsung. 442, Samsung, yep. Yeah. And FIFA, yeah? FIFA's correct, yep. Yeah. Uh, so then we go for the infamous sponsor, 0708. Kingswood, Kingswood yeah. Oh, the God, that off, that's right. Fucking rubbish shirt that was. Jeez. <laughs> and then we had a decade between 97 and 2007 by... Nationwide. Nationwide. Yeah. Nationwide. Who was before Nationwide? Castrol. Oh. Castrol, correct. Castrel, 95 yeah. to 97. Then who did we have? 91 to 95. Ooh. Come on, you should have this. Burma. Burma, correct. Oh, Come oh, on, Nick. Whoa. <laughs> 89 to 91. GWR. GWR is correct. Well, 85 right. to 89. I can see it, but I can't think what it's called. Is it three initials? It is three initials. Yeah. Two of can... them might make up someone who was in Oasis. If that helps in any way. LTG. Oh, so close. So I can see it. In, it's... You're very, very yeah. close. It's not LGG. LLG. LLG is correct. And then finally, yeah. 83 to 84. Uh, Mike was getting involved, by the way. You've done these, so I'm happy to flash this one up now. Although EA Sports wasn't technically right. So, who, so basically, who was our first ever kit sponsor? Uh, I mean, there is an obvious clue, but I'm trying to avoid giving it. Was as trying to pretend he's not typing into a separate search window. <laughs> I was happy that I got first city, so I'm, I'm kind of done now. <laughs> Hmm. Come on, someone can remember. Can anyone help them in the chat? 83, 84. Oh, by the way, do you remember what LLG stands for? I'm hoping Mike's got this right. I, I've got no reason to doubt him. Ah, that's a good chat. Uh, we have got some correct answers in the chat, but don't look. If you really can't get it, I'll flash them up. 80. Who's going to be simply the best? Come on, you got this. Go on, Joe or Nick. <laughs> no, are you struggling with the first one? Yeah, to be fair, Nick's the only one that would have remembered it. Okay, yeah, here we go, on, lads. The answer first sent through by Mike. Ah, oh, I've got it. And then oh, sent God. through by Ben. Don't even remember that. By the I'm way. Just... Ben's been in the chat for a little while now. Um, he was going out for dinner. So uh, he's either finished that and uh, on his way home, or, or I'm hoping he's more at home. 
Um, is that his making up dinner, Fifey, is it? Well, I couldn't possibly comment if he's having to make up dinner. <laughs> he had to go out for dinner because he's been on 28 podcasts this week. Yeah. That's but again, we point out he's too busy to come on ours. <laughs> we gave him the platform and now he's just shitting on us from a great height. Hashtag um, stack BTB. Um, we've got some more tweets coming through. Um, Paddy uh, thanking Matt again. He enjoyed his input. Uh, he's looking forward to a good game tomorrow, and it's predicting 2-2. Two, two. Uh, <laughs> Woody. <laughs> um, guys, it's been a really enjoyable hour on a Friday night with you. Um, thank you very much for your time. Um, that that question from John, it was interesting to see the, the strain you guys went through to try and get each and every one of those sponsors. Um, it's nice to hear there's a, a fair amount of positivity. Um, if you are going, like myself, like Nick, uh, like Rich, if you are going to the game tomorrow, enjoy it, make the noise, and let's, let's bring home three more points. Um, but, gents, unless there's anything else you want to add, I, I'm happy to say come on, you Reds, and, uh, and sign us out. Good the Reds. Yeah, Reds. Uh, thank you to everyone who's watched along. The, the audio will be uploaded so that you can take us on your travels tomorrow as well. Um, just before signing off, Michelle has said thank you um, for the little plug of what her and Claire are going to be up to. Remember, that is at the Colchester game. Um, but for now, until Monday when we do it all again, thank you very much for watching and good night. Take my hand, take my whole life too, but I can't help falling in love with you.